0: You're listening to The Bearded Theologians Podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. The Bearded Theologians, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bechtold. Uh, this week on The Bearded Theologians, uh, we're going to be talking about um, what we've uh Kind of discovered in our Lenten journey, uh, we're uh, kind of in the second day, second week of Lent, and um, we've had some really good readings and good discussion. And um, we're not, uh, you know, we're just here to have a good discussion. Uh, let's start that again.
1: So yeah, oh, oh, you're starting again. All right, I got you. I got you.
0: You're listening to the Bearded Theologians, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach back Told This week on the Bearded Theologians, um, we're going to talk about um, what we've experienced through our Lenten practice. Um, both Zach and I are, are managing the 40 Days of Beardedness, which you can find on our website. Um, but then also uh, we're doing our own little personal devotions. And um, we felt that it would be best if we have those discussions with you. So that way you can make that journey with us. Uh, and then each week uh, we hope to have some kind of special guest on uh, later on in the show. Uh, this week we have Eddie Irwin, and we'll introduce him here in a little bit when Eddie comes on the show. But um, Zach, as you uh, reflect on your Lenten
1: practice, what has spoke to you the most um, this time? So going going through it, um, well, I one of my readings the other day was out of Mark, um, and and if you don't remember, um, I, I'm reading through the Common Book of Prayer, a liturgy for ordinary radicals. So it has. It has prayers, it has readings, it has songs. It's a whole lot like um, we structured the uh, 40 Days of Beardedness kind of after that style. So if you're reading that, this is similar. <clears throat> and one of my readings uh, this last week was out of the, the Gospel of Mark. And, um, you know, in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is pretty frank. Uh, you know, he gets to be Jesus in a very um, Jesus way, I think. And um, my reading came out of, uh, out of first Mark and um it was 14 through 20 uh, and it's jesus calling the disciples it's actually him laying out his message first and then him calling the disciples and i love the way in which i don't always love mark uh just in his briefness but the briefness that he has in this um he goes jesus goes into galilee uh announcing god's good news and he says now is now is now is the time And he says, change your, change your hearts and lives and trust this good news. That's it. That's all he says. He just goes in and he announces it. He's like, this is what it is. And then he goes out to the sea of Galilee and he sees Simon and Andrew casting nets. And he says, Hey guys, come follow me. And I'll show you how to fish for people. And in the next verse, verse 18 says right away, they left. And then he goes a little further down the beach and he sees James and John, and he says the same thing, follow me, and they followed him, and I, I, I love the briefness in that for, for this reason, is Jesus calls them, and, and you know it's, it's a brief story here, but you know that there was a relationship beforehand, you know that they're, they had talked, that they had, this was not the first time that these guys had met Jesus, and yet they're out working, they're, they're making their livelihood, and Jesus is walking down, he says, guys, now it's time, follow me, and they drop what they're doing and they go. And if that isn't trust in this good news that Jesus is bringing, it, I don't know what is. And and I feel like today for us, uh, at least for me, we have that same call. You know, we may not be walking, you know, we may not be casting our nets into the sea of Galilee and Jesus is walking there on the on the beach, but we're driving to work, we're we're working, we're with people and Jesus has that same call for us. Hey, follow me and our response should be the same. Not why or where, but okay, let's go. And and just hearing that. And that's always, that's been a really good reminder for me, me, this Lent of, okay, where are you calling me today, God? And let's go. So as you think about that, um, the the loaded
0: question is, where do you think God's calling you? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: uh, Well, NPR, Matt, um, <laughs> no, I, I, I always, think, always think that call is to people, um, and, and, and I think the, the daily call is to where. Um, where today can I go find people, and um, there's some things that I'm working on here in my local church that, that are gonna put me in, in more direct contact with people um, uh, in many different places. So, uh, yeah, I think very much just that people. Uh, and, and finding those places where I can go be with people. That's cool. So what about, what about you, Matt? What, what, uh, what are um, you doing? So,
0: so the thing that I'm doing with my congregation is we're reading through Psalms, and uh, this particular Psalm struck me. Um, it just struck me in, in a kind of a funny way. Um, it's Psalm uh, 3, 6, and 7. I won't be afraid of the thousands of people surrounding me on all sides. Stand up, Lord. Save me, my God. Uh, the little note that I wrote on, like my, my, as I'm journaling on my Bible, um, through this awesome Cokesbury CEB wide margins Bible, um, was: this is the, the, verse six is the introvert's worst nightmare. Um, and how often introverts just, just have a hard time being around people and that um, that we do need uh, to cry out to God. And, and as an introvert myself, um, that's something that, like, as I read that, I was just like, this is definitely the introvert's worst nightmare to be surrounded by thousands of people on all sides, on all sides. It's one thing like, you know, preaching in a church when you're we preaching in front of uh, hundreds and thousands of people when they're all in front of you. It's a whole other thing when they're on all sides of you. It, it just... Uh, the introvert uh, screams uh, bloody murder. Uh, my soul cries out. And then I, you know, I just found it funny that uh, verse six was that. And then the next thing was a cry out uh, to God to save the person uh, that, that was writing. And that um, it really, it, it really calls us into tension. Um, not only, um, you know, like what Zach was talking about is where is God calling you, but how's God calling you out of your comfort zone? Um, and thinking about ways that which you know, I know for me and myself um, to be extroverted, it, it takes a lot of work and energy. But I know that for me uh, to be successful in ministry, I have to do it. There's like that's just a non-negotiable, and so I have to muster up the energy and and that's where I have to cry out to God and say, "Lord, help me. Um, I need I need you to to give me the strength, to give me the words, uh, to give me um, the ability." to not feel so crazy when I'm around and surrounded by people. And that's always a, it's always an interesting challenge. Um, But as I've been reading through the Psalms and doing my journaling this way, writing on the scriptures, I've had a whole lot of fun with it. Um, It's drawn me into the Psalms in a different way that I had never experienced before. And I've seen some things uh, that I didn't ever notice before, because probably like a lot of you, when you read scripture, you just read through it. You never just like, stop and just like when something you know speaks to you circling it and writing little notes on the side of it like how often do you really do that and just stop and doing that so i decided the time to do that uh so far this lent has been very uh, life-giving and i've really enjoyed it
1: that's awesome um i it 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 makes me laugh your vote your 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 notes on on introverts (laughs) because i'm not one uh but I, but I live with one and I know you're one and, uh, I always feel for you guys when, when you have to be surrounded, literally surrounded by people. Uh, and so it's interesting that that's, that's where God's working on, on you. Um, I want to share as we, oh, did you have some?
0: No, I was just, go ahead.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, so as we kind of bring this part to a close, we, we want to encourage you to share, share with us what, um, how God's speaking through you, through your practices. Um, and we encourage you to, if you don't have anything, uh, we have that, f- we have a free resource. It's the 40 days of beardiness. Um, please download the PDF, check the website. Um, we feel like we're pretty proud of it. Um, but it's a free resource for you to add to your devotions or, or simply use if you don't have anything else. Um, but, uh, I, w- I want to leave you with this little piece, this little prayer, uh, as we move forward and have Eddie on here in a minute. It says, uh, Oh Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father and the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, as now and will be forever. Amen. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Bearded Theologians, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. And we have a very special guest with us today, Eddie Irwin. He's the director of youth and young adult ministries in the Texas Annual Conference for the United Methodist Church. And um, I got to meet Eddie uh, several years ago when I was youth director out in the Texas Conference. And uh, you know, the thing that uh, I always, always sticks with me is with Eddie. Everywhere I see him over the last, I don't know, six or seven years that I've known, him, perfect hair and cowboy boots and. It's solid. I, I love it. Uh, we also, Matt and I got to got to hang out with Eddie when we uh, survived uh, the hurricane in the, the Philippines. And I've uh, uh, got to do U15 with him and some other other things. So we're, we're glad to have Eddie on the show to tell us a little bit about what he's doing in ministry and, and how you all can be involved in that. So, Eddie, it's, it's all yours, man.
2: Great. Uh, certainly appreciate being here with you guys and, and with the audience. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Bearded Theologians are doing a great job of, of sharing theology with, with the masses. And so uh, that's certainly one of the pieces that I work on and work with, uh, with youth and young adults. How do we reach this next generation? How do we share, uh, share and equip them to share Christ with others? And so uh, certainly you guys, uh, using the mediums that they're on and, and they're uh, a part of, Uh, is a great way. So I appreciate you guys letting me be on here. So one of the, uh, one of the things that I love and get to do and be a part of uh, is a, uh, is a theological journey we call the Texas Youth Academy. Uh, So it's for current uh, 10th through 12th graders, kind of right as they're, uh, some of them are beginning to feel this call in ministry. Some of them are beginning to feel, um, you know, this tug on what God wants them to do after high school or even during high school. And so what we do uh, is uh, bring them out to a, a kind of college campus uh, and for two weeks during the summer uh, and work really on deepening discipleship through theological formation as well as uh, spiritual formation and Christian community. Uh, and so we do that in a variety of ways. Um, so uh, the theological formation piece is we have lectionary texts that they read through each day, uh, and then we bring in seminary professors from, uh, from kind of all over and several different traditions uh, to come and share with them. So what it means to, to look at uh, covenant, or what it means to look at discipleship, or what it means to uh, study the passion story through, uh, through a theological lens uh, is, is pretty amazing to see kind of this. Uh, they may have heard these Bible stories, they may have uh, dug deep a little in, in a Bible study, but to really uh, dig down into the trenches with them is pretty incredible. Uh, and we, uh, in the afternoons, kind of rotate either between an arts portion uh, or a mission component that ties in with that. So what it means to go uh, and, uh, and clean up a, a state park to, when we talk about creation and how we can care for God's creation uh, is a pretty neat way, or how we wrap our minds around uh, the, the crucifixion uh, in, in an artistic piece, uh, looking at our own. Uh, our own neutrality sometimes. And so uh, we have some great artists and mentors and uh, folks that are, are passionate about young people and sharing that opportunity with them. Uh, they also get the opportunity to uh, experience different uh, worship styles. So we have very high traditional church where we process in with uh, candles and uh, bring the word in and out, uh, as well as very contemporary and contemplative worship. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where they'll they'll sit in quiet, uh, which for this generation is very tough sometimes uh, to just sit there and experience God uh, in those new new fashions. Uh, and and so the the first week we set it up to where we provide a lot of this uh, these worship encounters for them. Uh, but the second week they're responsible for designing and creating uh, using these gifts that we've given them uh, to to share this worship opportunity with others. And we close out each day with an opportunity uh, for kind of debrief. We have some great mentors that walk alongside them uh, through these missions, through this theological journey, uh, usually try and pair up a clergy with a lay lay person uh, so that we have kind of this balance and different perspectives uh, as uh, as we dig into these kind of deep, deep theological pieces. Uh, And so... Uh, and, and kind of as we round out the time, prepare them to go back uh, into their local churches and how they're going to use these uh, these talents in their local ministry as well as kind of future-connected ministry uh, is a great way to see that that kind of come around. We're just now uh, getting to the point in life of the Youth Academy where uh, we have students getting ready to graduate from seminary and return back into the annual conference, and so it'll be great to see uh, how, how they've impacted and, and as we've had folks age age up and uh, folks that participated in the youth academy, uh, they've come back to be mentors or come back to be artists and come back in in several different venues and so uh, and uh, and and provide that leadership for other avenues of the annual conference. So, uh, thankfully, we're not uh, the only ones doing it. Uh, some folks like to joke around that we're uh, some of the best kept secret in youth ministry. Uh, is that there's several different networks uh, across multiple denominations that uh, that have these uh, pieces in place, uh, a lot uh, through the Catholic Church, uh, as well as the Lutheran Church. Uh, there's several here in kind of my area, uh, one up in Dallas, run through Southern Methodist University and their Perkins Theological School, uh, Hendricks Youth Institute in uh, in Arkansas is just getting up and running as well as several several others in the area each offering kind of their own different flavor and taste um, Depending on the the needs that they see for those students. So
1: That's awesome. I, I love what you guys are doing um, through that and uh, I've got to see a lot just in getting to know you and and um uh, knowing some of the kids that have gone through it and, and some of the youth pastors that are sending kids. It's, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool program. And, uh, I love that you guys are incorporating those who have aged out back in as mentors. Um, with, with all of these others, um, not popping up, but, um, I know you guys kind of maybe not work together, but you're, you're in contact with each other. Um, does the Texas youth Academy span outside of Texas?
2: uh so uh we we certainly do invite folks uh, there are folks uh um uh, we've had uh, several uh several participants from the north texas conference as well as the rio texas conference uh we've been talking with the louisiana conference and so outside the state uh, what that looks like for them uh to bring uh, some students as well as some staff over uh i think their kind of um goal is to to what it looks like for the louisiana conference to launch uh one in their own setting so Certainly not, uh, not opposed to inviting others to play, play in our sandbox. Uh, but, um, you know, we, we think we've got something, something pretty special and pretty neat uh, going on and, and a part of. so yep. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Well, I don't know he's tried, he's tried to recruit us a couple of times. Uh, uh, certainly, yeah. You probably yeah. haven't read the email. Um, <laughs> so, Eddie, as, as as you've watched, you know, you guys have been doing this long enough now to to kind of see some fruits of that uh, long-term in, in the annual conference. Um, do you think this is something, like, that could be potentially, and, and you've, you've shared that it's, you know, the model's kind of picking up in other places. Um, is, is there any way that, like, you all could just like share that information. Do you have a website or something that where we could share that information for people to see? So that way, you know, as they're going through this interview, and like, I kind of like what he's saying, like we can say, Hey, you know, we can, we can, the great thing about YouTube is we can pop it up in the video, but uh, those that are listening through the podcast, you know, we can point them in the direction of that. Uh, so that way they can have uh, all the great information again.
2: Yeah, certainly. So Texas youth, Texas youth academy.com. Uh, is where, where our website is at. There are several great videos uh, that uh, we had uh, uh, Marlon Hall helped us uh, kind of shoot and produce and put together, uh, as well as there's one up there from one of the students who was just carrying around a GoPro uh, and, and documenting her encounters and her experiences, um, you know, which the kids can do that so much better than we can these days. Uh, and so it was really neat to see kind of her perspective uh, versus what, what you know, we can try and tell, tell a student about. Um, so there are <clears throat> certainly a couple of pieces up there. Uh, you know, and going back a bit to, to Zach's question too, uh, the, we've, we've talked about what it looks like, um, how we can uh, share, uh, share our ministry. So when I was in a local church, we would have students that attended Texas Youth Academy and then <clears throat> <me>, went <clears throat> and attended the Duke Youth Academy in Duke. Uh, at Duke University and, and Theological Duke Divinity Schools. So, uh, and we're talking with that if we're looking for more sophomores and juniors, uh, what is SMU's program that has a bit more outdoor wilderness uh, high adventure spin uh, if they're going after seniors and, and kind of recruiting seniors that we point our folks towards there. So with each uh, kind of having our connections and, and reaching out, to, uh, I know several of the other denominations I'm sure, have uh, have figured this out too, but uh, sharing those resources and and uh, helping helping in that connection. So, yeah. But Texas Youth Academy is where com is where uh, both folks can apply as well uh, students and staff, uh, as well as uh, folks can find out more information about it uh, and kind of get a bit bit better glimpse of the program. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. We, we love connecting people to those types of things. Uh, um, that's one of the things we love about the Methodist church is that connection and, uh, you know, where we don't have the resources to do that. We want to send people to, to you guys. Cause we know you do it well. Um, what, what else do you have? I, so I met you when you were in the local church, uh, and, and back when I was a youth pastor still and, and, uh, You know, uh, gosh, I was in a tiny little town, New Boston, up in the north, just extreme northeast corner of Texas, what they called it, and uh, got to meet Eddie in the big, big city in Houston, and uh, what's it, what's it been like going from the local church into uh, the conference office?
2: Yeah, um so this is the conference that I grew up in uh and uh certainly was active in my local church youth group as well as some connectional opportunities as I was getting older uh kind of up into high school and so to be able to come back is is a huge blessing and a huge honor uh to kind of uh be um uh, to, to return and, and be able to give back what, what others have poured into me uh, is, is pretty incredible. Uh, like, kind of like you said, we do have the geographic blessing of, you know, small churches uh, way up in, in northeast Texas, uh, all the way down to, to Galveston and uh, points south, of, uh, south and east of, of us uh, here in the big city. Uh, you know, we've got some of the largest churches as well as some of the smallest churches in, in our denomination. And so um, what that youth ministry looks like, A, in those settings, as well as in the 21st century is, uh, is something that uh, it's, it's a neat roller coaster ride to be on for sure, uh, that uh, there are uh, plenty of challenges and turns that uh, we, we don't uh, always see coming. Uh, but this generation certainly gives me a lot of hope uh, and a lot of uh, peace and comfort that uh, we'll, we'll be in good hands if we can do more listening towards them uh, and equip them and empower them to be leaders uh, in 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 the church. Big C, uh, we'll be in a whole lot better place than than us trying to to build the plane as we fly it uh, and just let them go and and let them take off. So,
1: right. I love it. That that was one of the things that. Um Gosh, when I met you ring, ring true, uh, you know, you, you were concerned about us up in little old new Boston (laughs) and and that was, that was awesome. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I I knew the name Eddie Irwin, but, uh, you know, and and that was something that I I respected when I got to meet you You You're like, Oh, you're up there. You know, you knew where I was, what I was doing. And, and, uh, I I think you're in the right spot, man, uh, in, in doing some bang up ministry there in Texas. Um, and so I, I appreciate it being out here in New Mexico, just spending some time out there with you guys.
2: For so. sure, yeah. This is, uh, you know, one of one of the the things I love, and and you know, uh, as uh, so I've been in the position a little over eighteen months, uh, and uh, you know, it's starting to get get some of the puzzle pieces fit together. Uh, some of them you have to pound into place a bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, I think, I believe we're heading in the right direction. Uh, you know, we've got a new Bishop on board who cares about young people. And so that, that certainly is exciting. And, and, uh, you know, looking forward to, to those ministry opportunities with, uh, Bishop Jones. And so, uh, we're, we're, we're getting things going and lined out. And so, uh, you know, and, and looking forward to, to as kind of we get things uh, put in place here in the office, getting back into the local church and, and how we, you know, how I can assist and better equip uh, those, those youth workers as well as the youth, <coughs> excuse me, back in, back in those local churches. and uh, Getting to lead games and getting to uh, talk about the messy spirituality things that, uh, you know, are, are a fun part of our job, so...
0: So, and if you had a uh, one set of advice to offer people that work or work with young people, what would be that one set of advice uh, for, for people to hear?
2: Um, sit back and listen, enjoy the ride, uh, you know, with, within safe sanctuary boundaries, but, uh, <laughs> but really allowing them to do ministry uh, is, is so much more beneficial than us trying to do ministry for them. Uh, and doing ministry with them is, is far more effective, far more critical for, for our future. And so, um, you know, uh, uh you know, and, and putting, putting the right adult mentors in their, their lives is, uh, you know, as much of a part of, uh, you know, a, a kind of youth worker's job as uh, as it is leading a Bible study. Uh, and so sometimes that, that means us finding a new new sense of humility and stepping back uh, for things. Uh, sometimes it's working yourself out of a job. If you, you know, if you build up these amazing leaders that are able to lead the Bible study week after week, you know, what what does that look like to your job description when you're responsible for those? Uh, is sometimes a, a tough pill to swallow, but... Uh, what we need, uh, we as leaders uh, need to be doing for for our current leaders and, and future leaders. So,
1: awesome! Thanks. I love it. Uh, I, I love working ourselves out of a job, man. That's yeah, that's great. It is because yep. uh, we're not going to be around forever. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> Got to have somebody to follow us, uh, and hopefully take it from us before we
2: get. <laughs> too tired right. but you know. before we've demolished it off yeah that's right
1: <laughs> no it's good man is there is there anything else that you want to share and want to talk about here here's your chance just to be open <laughs>
2: Sure. no i mean i i just sit here in awe of of your bearded wonderness so uh you know the, the jealousy is is deep on this side of the computer screen uh today so, uh but yeah so appreciate uh, you guys and uh you know looking forward to to uh, the the bearded theologians continuing on and sharing uh, and, and allowing youth and young adults and, and young people all over to be uh be heard and be a part of this uh, whatever this is. So.
1: <laughs> we got it. See, Eddie, Eddie did his homework, man. He, he <laughs> got our slogan <laughs> and everything. <laughs> no, I love it. We appreciate you and what you're doing out uh, you know in, in the conference and, and on the national level and, and global level. We know you're involved in in uh, you know deep and the Methodist roots. And, uh, you know, we've, we've enjoyed being in ministry with you, uh, and, uh, you know, all of that. And so, um, we, we, we love having the conversation. And so you've asked some good questions a day and, um, you know, if, if you're a youth volunteer, if you're a youth pastor, full-time, part-time, whatever your scope is in youth ministry, um, I'm going to volunteer Eddie as a, uh, <laughs> as a phone call to make man. Uh, Cause the dude, he knows it. Um, he's, he's been around and, uh, if he does not know it, he knows somebody that does, I'm pretty confident. And, uh, uh, we, we love being a resource for you guys. If we can do anything for you out in Texas or, or wherever, uh, you know, we're hopefully we're available <laughs> and can, and can help out. Uh, but that's the main thing. We just love having the conversation with people. Um, with with eddie with our with our viewers uh our listeners and uh we hope that something that eddie said or or spurred along that uh you guys will check out the texas youth academy um you know check out what's going on there check out what's going on um in all of these events that are that are happening maybe in your area uh wherever you may be and uh eddie thanks for being on the show man you've got an open invitation come on anytime my pleasure yep thanks guys Yeah. For the Bearded Theologians, I'm Zach Bechtold. And I'm Matt Franks. Thanks for checking us out.
0: Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we hope that you share our content online uh, through Facebook and social media. And we hope that you check out our uh, Beardcast store at beardedtheologians.com and pick up some great Bearded Theologians gear. We hope you have a good day.
1: do my favorite thing and just write bios for eddie when eddie starts writing books i just want to write the back cover for him (laughs) (laughs) done trusted these guys and they're terrible